Hello, and welcome to the Friendini Podcast. I'm Vic. And I'm Nick. And we're your hosts. We'll be chatting about friendship, life, teaching, New York, and a bunch of other stuff. So sit back, grab a drink, and enjoy the show. So this is episode three, entitled Black Lives Matter. It's June 6, 2020. Hey, Vic. Hey, Nick. What are you drinking today? Today I'm drinking something else that I've been dying to try is the Natural Light Natterdays. It's oh. like strawberry lemonade and beer. Like Natty Ice, you mean? Well, no. <laughs> it's, oh. it's the same line, yeah. Natural oh. Light. But it's okay. called Natterdays and it's like strawberry lemonade beer. Okay. Is it good? Well, the can is really nice. Okay. <laughs> it's like pink and yellow and it has flamingos all over it. Oh, that is very nice. And the beer is good. I have it in uh, like ice and a straw and stuff like that. And it's it's good. I like it. Okay. It sounds like a bougie for a loco. Perhaps. Okay. <laughs> I'm liking it. Mm. <laughs> I am enjoying um, two drinks right now. One is iced coffee. Always good. Always good. Um, and the other is Bogle Chardonnay. That sounds good, too. And I put some ice in it because it's so hot. And <laughs> yeah. I love the heat. I cannot stand this humidity. Like, I don't know what's happening. Yes, indeed. It is just. It's summer, I guess. It is. It is. Um, so to discuss, although all of that is fun and well and drinks are amazing, just to make this statement um, that Black Lives Matter, I just wanted to read a little bit of Ben and Jerry's statement um, because it is amazing. Uh, and I hope you'll give me the space to do that. So we must dismantle white supremacy. Silence is not an option. Um, so they start with all of us at Ben and Jerry's are outraged about the murder of another black person by Minneapolis police officers last week and the continued violent response by police against protesters. We have to speak out. We have to stand together with victims of murder, marginalization and rep- and repression because of their skin color. And with those who seek justice through protests across our country, we have to say his name, George Floyd. So um, as you as listeners know, or maybe you're new to the pod, the pod, uh, Nick and I are both educators in New York. Um, and we absolutely stand by, uh, Black Lives Matter. Um, and we hope to be able to teach adults and children alike, um, how to engage in discourse around race, racism, and anti-racism. Absolutely. It's imperative to it's imperative of educators to engage in discourse around race, race, racism and inequality and the equality issues that exist in our school systems. And even more so now, like seeing the disparity, it is our job to talk about it. 
So, yes. And I would say, so like if, if an ice cream company is coming out swinging and making statements like that, um, the rest of us can step up our game and speak louder and more and definitely be having those hard conversations at home and in the world as you can. Um, I know I'm going to be, they make vegan ice cream. So like I'm buying Ben and Jerry's like I'm doing that. I definitely will. So I've always loved Ben and Jerry's and now I will be buying all the Ben and Jerry's all the time. <laughs> I went to that Vermont store one time. Have you been there? Like the, yeah, I have. And we tried to bring ice cream home and it did not work out so well. Yikes. We should go and get like tie dyed shirts and like do it up. 100%. And I think also everyone else should be buying Ben and Jerry's because why not support a company that is so firmly behind such an important issue? Absolutely. And yeah. And it's delicious. So and, and yeah, and it's, it's, it's an awesome product, right? <laughs> totally. Um, so you might be um, thinking or knowing, but um, I did, you know, it, it's, it's good to talk and engage in discourse. It's absolutely important. It's important for like young children to see that we are talking about it. We're not remaining silent um, or even medium grade children too. Like, so teens and, and, and the super young ones. Um, but beyond the talking, it's like, well, what are you going to do? So I... I'm reading um, Stamped Racism, Anti-Racism, and You, a remix of National Book Award-winning Stamped from the Beginning um, by Jason Reynolds and Ibram X. Kendi. And I know that you are reading that too, right, Nick? I am reading that as well. Yeah. So in my, like, the reading is a privilege. Like, you know, like we obviously both know that it's a privilege to take time and educate yourself and... But if that's what you can do, I have made a little organization, um, which is called uh, hashtag Ed Equity Team HV. So you can follow us on Twitter if you want to see that larger regional conversation. So I'm one of the two people who've uh, started that group. My counterpart, his name is Steve Rappelier, Dr. Rappelier um, in Hudson Valley. So the two of us have started this conversation in our region for educators, parents, interested people, um, kids, so young, old. We encourage people of all different titles. So we have superintendents joining. We have teachers joining. We have, like I said, parents joining. So anyway, so that's like what I'm doing. That's amazing. Yeah. And I know, Nick, you'll be joining too, I hope, right? I will be, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so like DOE teachers totally encouraged to join as well. That's awesome. I actually have a few people that might be very interested in this. Mm. Yeah, and it's cool to just come and listen, you know. You you enter where you feel comfortable. Absolutely. I think it is comfortable and uncomfortable for a lot of people. So it's nice to have ways to get people involved with at their level. Yes. All right. So I hope to our listenership, we're being very clear. Black Lives Matter. For sure. Um, so to turn a corner in our conversation, we'll just <laughs> turn around the block a little bit. Um, last week, we talked on the pod. We discussed your bodega cat slash potential foster slash um, cat child slash cat lover. What is the update? He's gone. <laughs> what? <laughs> He hasn't been around this week. For why? Okay. So I don't know if I should be worried. I don't know if I should be like 
someone else had my plan and beat me to it. So I don't know where Oscar is, but it's a sad, sad week over here with that. Oh, I know. Bummer. Well, bye, Oscar. And maybe like another cat will come like Bob or something. All right. I'll keep you updated. Maybe Oscar will come back. You never know, you know. All right. Well, maybe you need to get some cat food. I might. (laughs) You have to lure him in. I know, but I cannot lure any more animals to the front of my apartment because I kind of have like a Cinderella Snow White thing going on. I have squirrels that come and they dig up all my potted plants and they bury their nuts there. That's disturbing. I know. Have you ever seen um, a teenage squirrel? No, I don't think so. I want to see a baby squirrel someday. I think I unpopular opinion. However, I think squirrels are kind of cute. Oh, totally. Oh, They're cool. adorable. Cool. I'm glad we agree about that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I'm thinking about like our new business. That's pretty cool. Like. It's the ice cream, ice cream man. But like, I guess we we did a good job by promoting Ben and Jerry's, who is not a sponsor of Frontini, but could be. We will be, we'll be just giving all of our money to Ben and Jerry's. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. And with teaching stuff, I guess we did that too, right? Our av- advocacy. So it's all covered. It's all covered. We're efficient today. <laughs> we are very efficient. So we have a little disclaimer. There (laughs) is another fabulous podcast, Unhappy Hour, hosted by Max Belisai and produced by the adorable Barry Finkel. And Vicky listened to it. And then I started listening to it. And we don't want to seem like creepers. No, but we do seem like creepers. So this past... (laughs) Every Tuesday, they come out on Spotify, I Spotify, and they listen to it. And I really look forward to Unhappy Hour. I love it so much. And and I'm a stan, as I say, a stalker fan. I'm, I'm a total stalker fan. I love it. We did not intend for this episode to be talking about the rat issue in New York City <laughs> and also Black Lives Matter, as they did. However, these two issues are very pressing in these times. Um, Black Lives Matter is so important to talk about on every platform. No, have all um, unhappy hours, a huge podcast. We are the most miniature podcast that you can have at the moment. Um, and the, and rats in New York city is always an amazing topic uh, to talk about. Um, but it is matter of coincidence. And now I believe also, um, I don't know if you saw it this week and in the, um, in the news, but I think the Department of Health in New York City actually said that it, like infiltrating your become violent. <laughs> so it's Did not you... that they're eating each other. I have to worry about them being violent towards me. Yes, they've now escalated like because. But yes, because their food, because I guess they don't really travel much outside of like a hundred yards or feet or something of their like, so like their trash heap or their wherever they were getting food. Um, right. And then because they're garbage or if that's disrupted, they're and whatnot. 
So yeah, so that's so they recommended that you you don't leave food outside. So actually, maybe luring your bodega cat in right now is actually a really bad idea. Oscar, I love you, but I will sacrifice my bodega cat to you have to change not have rats. Yeah, because rats are actually far more aggressive than cats, and rats can kill cats. So we have to. Yeah, so maybe rethink, right? And that's a good thing. You can always change your mind based on new new information. And now we have new information. Yeah, there's it says expect them to become um, aggressive. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. So our topic is rats and not any rats new york city rats it's a special yeah they are special and it's a different it's a different thing than just rats in general there's so a lot I'm, to cover i'm sure that everyone knows that rats in new york city especially are always a very big problem they're gross they're big they're everywhere <laughs> they like eat full slices of pizza they get lots of food on the streets. So always New York City rats are a problem. However, now that New York City has been shut down for two and a half months and like wildlife is taking over, the rats are still a problem, but are now a new problem because there is no food for them. Oh. So, okay. So <laughs> no food. Why, though? Like people are still living in New York City like... Well, it's a couple things. All the restaurants and delis and bodega, you know, like all those kind of places are closed. So they don't have like the waste from them. There are less like people out and about with food that either gets thrown in a garbage can and taken out by the rats, like whatever it is. And actually, like a lot of people are chilling elsewhere rather than in New York City right now. Well, I mean, rats, people have like pet rats, right? So, and I think they're, like, smart, like a dog. Like, you can, like, train them. Well, someone's got to get on that. No, I mean, I don't know if you can train, like, like, well, what about Pizza Rat? I don't think Pizza Rat wants to be trained. (laughs) Pizza Rat wants to be a Ninja Turtle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, I should have, oh, remember those two turtles that I had when I was a little kid? And, no, it's not. Remember oh, turtles? Yeah, like Tootsie Roll and Lollipop or like something ridiculous like that. Oh my god. Um, well, we got these turtles. No one really realized the turtles smell really bad. And me and Ooh. my sister did not want to take care of the turtles, so we freed the turtles. Oh. However, in Peggy's infinite wisdom, I believe we released them into like a saltwater thing. Oh. And I don't think they were saltwater turtles. <laughs> oh wow. But they could have been friends with the pizza rat. They could have. Have you seen a rat swim? I have seen a rat swim in Guanas Canal before. It is weird. I don't know if I've ever seen a rat swim. It's like, what's that gentle ripple? And then it catches your eye. And then you're like, oh, it's a rat, like, swimming. Yikes. But I'm, okay, so I'm not anti-rat. I mean, I, I would not want a pet rat. I would not want a rat, like, near me, really. I would probably run away and shriek or whatever, but I'm kind of fascinated by them. They're interesting. Yeah. We were sitting in a staff meeting once in the cafeteria at school. Oh, wow. And all of a sudden in the corner, there was like a caged in area where they kept all like the lunch supplies. 
there uh-huh. was a rat climbing on the inside of the cage in the school cafeteria. So welcome to New York City. Wow. Very I different. Have, wow. Well, yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's wild. And wow. I, I have no words for seeing a rat climb the cage in a cafeteria. But I read this book about rats. And I don't have the title with me. I can post it on our thing somehow but it's basically the history of rats i think the author is something like russell sullivan or richard sullivan and it's about rats in new york city and i learned so much about them and so they this was a while ago i read it so i don't know you know whatever but they can fit into very small spaces they can essentially like collapse their skeleton but the coolest thing that i learned about them was that they um so if you kill, if rats are nested somewhere, right, and then you kill them, you poison them, you whatever, the remaining rats can alter their gestation period to have more baby rats. So instead of like 30 days gestation period, they can alter it to like 20. So rats have superpowers. Yes. Could you imagine? Could you imagine like humans being able to do that? No, I cannot. Right? So... <laughs> No, I know. But I, so I think they're amazing. I do. And they're quite large in the city. Yeah. But I think that they also cause some problems. Like? Um, being a nuisance, first of all. Second yes. of all, they like eat like wires and stuff. Like my yeah. skin too. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, they carry diseases. Um, True. And I am afraid that they are really going to take over New York City at this point. <sighs> because they're not going away. There are less people out. So, like, less people are, you know, whatever. Right. Um, they have, like, free reign of changing their gestation periods because clearly they can do that. And I really feel like there is one, like, king rat rising up right now. Because I don't know okay. if you've seen this, <laughs> which makes the rats even more special. Um, which may have always been like a thing I know with like their babies and stuff, but the recent research coming out of New York city is that, um, they're turning to like aggressive cannibalism. (laughs) What? Yes. Because they are starving. Uh. They are like aggressively was the news article headline cannibalizing each other. Oh, wow. I'm surprised by that because they seem to be very resourceful. I'm very surprised they can't find another food source and they would turn to that. You know. Or that they are, they're so beastly, they just turn to that immediately. hmm Which I bet they would eat people. Well, this is my fear of the king rat. <laughs> so, the, so the rat king, right, is like that legend. So is it that it's like hundreds of rats swarming together to make like a swarm or is it that it is an actual huge rat? I don't know. I think right now it's becoming an actual huge rat that's eating a lot of his rat buddies. Oh. Probably hoarding the food that he could find. There's always like one jerk in the group. Uh Uh-huh. So I think that's what's happening right now. The rat king. What's like the craziest like subway rat you've seen? Oh, like craziest, like most precocious or yeah. craziest, like crazy looking. 
<laughs> either. <laughs> either. Because there were like rats with like tails chopped off and like missing legs and whiskers. I don't even know if rats have whiskers, but like there are some like funky looking rats. Also, the rats at Penn Station look like they are on the go. Like they're they're like commuting. <laughs> <laughs> they're definitely busy. They're like bridge and tunnel rats. <laughs> Listen, maybe they can get a job with the MTA. Right. Right, right, right. They're suburban. They like travel to and to and from. They're Long Island rats. Yeah, they have their sneakers on with their heels and their purse. Oh, oh my God. They're roll up ballet slippers. I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I saw a lot of them around Port Authority last time I was in the city. Like a lot. An uncomfortable amount on the street. See, so like, and that was during like a busy time. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like, could you imagine what they're doing right now when there's like no one around? No, and they're big, so they're probably like we're talking like one, one and a half pound rats, easily. Cause, cause like the when I went to um, France the last time, and I was in Paris, and I was near um, uh, Notre Dame, in that like courtyard, just standing there, and there's rats like, like scampering about. It's like I guess what goes on there, and they're much smaller than city rats like they're 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 not like quite as small as mice but they're definitely more towards like a mouse size have you ever seen a pregnant rat does i don't know maybe i don't usually try to pay that close of attention to them it's like how i feel about sharks like you guys do your thing i'll do my thing we're in the same space but we you know like a little respect they're like subway sharks they are like subway sharks you could get bitten and die or you not. not. <laughs> you can you can risk the swim in the subway. I wonder how they survive in that heat down there, though. Oh, that's the worst. It like, like hot, smelly subway heat. Yeah, and like they they choose to like live in that. Yeah, see, I don't know. I don't know why people don't talk about rats more often. No, they are very cool. They're all like the same color. I've never seen a baby rat, but I have seen baby mice in um public school oh yeah yeah I, which is they're so crazy cute they're like the size of a nail um the, the craziest thing right but i've never seen a baby rat or like a teen rat i feel like also i've never seen a teen i saw, I feel like maybe one time i saw a teenage squirrel and it was crazy but like when have you ever seen like a baby squirrel not ever i don't think i've seen and small like, squirrels hmm I and I haven't so much. I don't think. And like, where are the white rats? Where are the black rats? Like, there's black squirrels in the city. People have those white rats as pets, but like naturally, they don't occur. Hmm. Or like a calico rat. Why don't Why don't they have that? I don't know. I'd be interested to know, like, the different sizes of rats depending on the region. I bet where, like, the food is good to get, they're, like, bigger and fatter and more, like, two-pounder. Well, I think that, yes, I believe that that is true because I remember the first time that I saw a raccoon, like, not on Long Island. Mm -hmm. And they're really not that big. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like, an upstate raccoon is, like, way, like half the size easily of a long island raccoon yeah like long island raccoons are not okay they're so (laughs) big they're so big like they're like a dalmatian size (laughs) (laughs) i don't know yeah so i'm gonna go with the same thing goes for rats 
I know a rat's favorite food is eggs, like a fried egg. Remember the book Charlotte's Web? Uh-huh. Didn't the rat in that book have something with an egg? I don't know. Templeton, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. All first grade teachers, please write in immediately. Y'all love reading that book. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know about Tem. I don't know if Templeton had a thing with an egg. I really think he did. I'm having like flashbacks to like elementary school, rainy day, auditorium, movie. Mm. I don't know. I'll look into that. I'll get back to you on it. Yeah. We got to do some more research. I want to say it was like a stinky egg. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think you might be right. I'm going to look into this. That's very interesting. I didn't know that was their favorite food. Well, I wonder how they'll be lured away. I don't know what will happen. Do they have natural predators, rats? They don't, right, in the city? I don't think so. Wasn't that the problem with, like, somewhere, and then they brought in, like, a mongoose, and now, like, the mongoose <laughs> is a problem? I, I know they're trying to repopulate wolves in like Yellowstone. I've never heard anything about a mongoose. I don't even know what a mongoose is, I don't think. I think it's like a weird aggressive cat-like fox. Oh, oh really? It's not a goose? I don't think it's a goose at all. No, like not a bird. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Good thing they call it a mongoose. Well, <laughs> people like me. <laughs> well, just so you know, I don't really know what it is, but that's what I believe it is. Kind of like those scary cat things that you showed me not too long ago. What? The lynx? No. What did I show you? I don't know. You? They're like mean and they live oh, up by the fisher, the, fisher, the fisher cat, cat. Which is really yes. like a weasel. Yeah, they're very vicious. So a mongoose is like a vicious thing and they brought it to like kill something. I don't want to say it's vicious. I don't want to give the mongoose a bad name because I really don't know much about them. Okay. However, they did bring them somewhere. And I want to say it was to get rid of like a rodent problem Mm. because they're like a natural predator. You know, Vic, I'm bad with details. I might not know what I'm talking about at all right now. Loosely related yellow rat bastard. Does that still exist downtown? I don't know. And did you go there when you were little? little like young like like 12 13 yeah i think so i think i went there with you yeah (laughs) i remember thinking that was so cool like the coolest store yellow rat bastard huh you know what though i will say it's pivoting a little bit from the the rat talk and it is very scary and people do need to be aware what do you do what should you do if you come in contact with a rat run i have no idea yeah yeah like you just get out just immediately evacuate all right well i would say i have a love for pigeons and people also uh, call them um rats with wings and that makes me very sad because i love them i like love pigeons do you what's your vibe on pigeons i'm kind of scared of birds so Um, i feel like they're like unpredictable they fly everywhere (sighs) I remember thinking that when I was in Greece, they were like everywhere. But I mean, I guess I could appreciate it. I mean, I don't know. I kind of just like appreciate things that like do their thing, you know? So I don't really like love or hate them. But can you explain your love for them? I can talk a lot about my love for them. But do you call them rats with wings? 
No, I do not. That's like a very New York thing. So if you are not a New York person and you're listening to this, and if you go to New York and you're like, ah, rat with wings, ugh, if you do that, like you're just like a local. But I will say <laughs> like there needs to be like pigeon dignity. And like, so I love them. So if you look at a pigeon in, I'm going to like wax poetically for a little while. If you look yeah. at them in <laughs> the sunlight, they're like neck feathers I think it might be called their cowl. I'm not sure, but they they're like violet. It's almost like an oil stain, you know, in the beach in parking lot in the summer. Like yeah. they have that like rainbowy effect and their coo is just so beautiful. It's a very gentle adorable coo. So I just I love them. I think they're beautiful. I mean, some are a little aggressive and then it's a little off-putting, but they're just so wonderful. They stick together. They eat their little things. I don't know. I just think of them as so, like, darling and charming. And there is this woman called the Pigeon Lady, and she is, like, on Instagram and stuff, and she sets herself up often in Union Square, and she sells these little stuffed pigeons, and she's also a super pigeon lover so I love I'm a fan of hers as well interesting um maybe I'll start to appreciate pigeons more I'll pay closer attention I do know what oil steam purple you're talking about yes Um, there's teal involved it's like a shimmer like they really are beautiful creatures um yeah but what about like just like the gray ones I I love them like a morning dove, you mean? Well, I think they're related to the morning dove. I, I love them. I can't. I can't get enough of a pigeon. I, I love them. I don't know if I would feed them, though, because it's, like, just too much. But, like, I do appreciate them from afar. I'm, like, a pigeon aunt. I'm not a pigeon mom. <laughs> okay. Or I could be a pigeon mom. I don't know. I, I love them. I really do. I really do. So we have- And how do you feel about the New York City rats? <laughs> Well, I feel like I have questions about, like, why are they all brown? I feel like their cannibalism is, like, cre- especially if you saw that. Like, what do you even do if you if you encounter, like, a rat eating another rat? Like, whew, that's a lot. I feel like you have to sound the alarm or something. But, yeah, rats in general for, like, cleanliness, I mean, you can't – you just can't have them. And you can't – there's nothing you can do to get rid of them, I guess. No. And now that we have made everyone who does not live in New York City want to come here to deal with the rats and the rats with wings, I'm sure we've done a lot for both of those uh, animal support groups. Well, I will say in my, you know, in the book that I read, I've also read um, a lot about oysters, which maybe we'll talk about sometime. I don't know. But in this is the first time um, in history that Manhattanites cannot or like cityites can't um, live off the land so you used to be able to go and get oysters so maybe we're thinking of rats wrongly totally not vegan but you know maybe people could live off of them is that a terrible thing to say is that weird no i think i think people do eat them maybe not no. in New York City, but around the world i totally think they do people around the world eat all different sorts of things i just learned that that in some cultures people eat guinea pigs they do a lot of my kids at school eat guinea pigs from Ecuador. So I would not encourage anyone to eat rats just because like, who knows what's up with a New York city rat? Like it's not good. And it's definitely like, um, killing is not good, but somehow they'll have to be deterred. 
Or maybe we just let them rise up, do their thing. Maybe this is their time to shine. Yeah, maybe we will all bow down to, like, robot king rat in, like, three years. <laughs> you never know. It could escalate quickly. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. So, Vic, have you been watching anything good on TV lately? Well, um, I, as you know, I'm a Real Housewife lover. So I've been, we're right like in the middle of Beverly Hills and New York. I'm loving Real Housewives of New York this season. Um, Leah is a really good add-on. <laughs> um, but even with my, my heavy heart, it's, you know, I keep up to date because I'm obsessed with it. Oh, and I'm thinking too, I have to binge the last um, RuPaul Drag Race season. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. What have you been watching? Honestly, I have not been watching much TV. Mm. Um, I'm doing a lot of reading. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually rereading a book that I had read a couple of years ago. And it ties back into the uh, Black Lives Matter. And as an educator, you know that I feel like it's very important that I have these conversations with my students, considering that I teach black and brown kids. So I am rereading For White Folks Who Teach in the Hood and the rest of y'all, too. And it's by a guy, Christopher Emden, and it just kind of talks about, um, like, the education system and just some things to know when you are an educator to be able to, you know. Yeah, I I follow him on Twitter. I think he's a New Yorker, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think he's a he's a DOE teacher. I feel like I think he if he isn't wasn't always he yeah at some point in his career he definitely was. Oh wow, yeah. Well, cool. What other good stuff? So no TV, important reading. Love that you're rereading. As we know, good readers reread, so that's fantastic. (laughs) What else have you been doing? Um, I have been doing a lot of gardening. Mm. So as a lot of our listeners know, I had a, a moral issue with picking other people's flowers. <laughs> so yeah. I decided to get my own and just oh. kind of uh, cut out all the shadiness. So I've been doing a lot of that. I planted some seeds a while ago, like wildflower seeds and like pots, and they're starting to grow. I threw a couple really? on the lawn. They're starting to grow. Oh, so, wow. yeah. Things are uh, blooming over here. Wow. What have you been up to? Um, Well, today, before it got too extremely hot outside, um, I bought from the dollar store those bins, you know, like that you could organize like book bins, but I use them to organize like food in my pantry. Oh, nice. But they only had this like blue color, which would be so cute for a classroom, but like in my house, I want them to be like black. So, yeah. So, and then I didn't, they didn't have, all the blue ones they had some green so I have blue and green bins that I bought special plastic um spray paint for um and I uh spray painted them on my porch oh nice yeah so meaning that I have spray paint all over my arms and hands and I spray painted part of my face um because I'm a hot mess (laughs) (laughs) and I don't know how to spray paint yeah but um but I did it it's happening. They're drying. I was like attacked by wasps many times. I don't oh, even geez. know. I know. Well, at least the baskets are painted. Yeah. 
yeah. progress some sort of progress I don't yeah. know something <laughs> okay so yeah that's what's been keeping me going the spray painting and yeah <laughs> so yeah where you can find us oh Nick we might have to redo it we don't know how to edit what if we try to figure out how to edit okay all right, I'll end it here so we only have to edit from the back end and then I'll do this. So then I'll call you right back to do the little ending. The social media and the. And the goodbye. Okay, cool. Bye. Bye. So you can find us on social media on Instagram. We are Frontini Podcast. On Twitter, we are Frontini Pod. And on TikTok, we are Frontini. So we hope you join us next time for a convo about. TikTok. There is so much to say. There is. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.